This podcast is a safe and dope place for millennial women of color to navigate your big dreams, even if you're from a small market. This season, we will be talking about all things career, relationships, business, self-care, and resources that you will need along your unconventional journey in entertainment. We are bringing along some of our favorite women bosses that we have met while designing our own blueprint. And we are Women with the Blueprint. Episode 6, True Connections. This episode of Women with the Blueprint is brought to you by Be Trendy Events. Be Trendy Events is a full-service event planning company that specializes in creating memorable occasions for our clients, such as parties, weddings, and more. To view our past events, please visit us on Instagram at B underscore Trendy Events or on Facebook. Hi. Hola, y'all. What's up? What's up? We're back again. Episode 6. Wow. We're pretty much like talk podcast experts now. <laughs> Actually, we really are. I completely agree with you at this Almost point. Almost done with season one. This is crazy. It's like, you know what's actually very funny? I did not, I haven't basked in this accomplishment until, you know, what we're doing right now with oh, the podcast. Nice. It's when I really like it dawned on me like Yeah, because oh when, when it launched today I was like, you don't feel excited. Yeah. About that? You I was like so yes you such guys such a delayed I know, gratification you person. guys for our first <laughs> our first after our first recording on um for episode one, we had that conversation because it was on my birthday. Yeah. It was and I was just like I don't know. It's just I was excited from the get go. I think it's really just because I don't like talking about myself or talking about, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I typically don't either, but I just know how hard we have been working to put this together for the last almost a year, pretty much. I know, um, true. So I was excited about that and the fact that we still got it done during COVID. During COVID. Because so I, I had the same problem that you had with giving yourself... Um, props and like just celebrating the work that you do mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be more mindful of that now so I'm glad that you are too now yes I am so that's growth yeah girl talk because you know everything ain't sweet oh okay so guys let's talk about it the election <sighs> we I mean it's it's over we know who won Biden welcome Welcome to the other side. The potential (laughs) new side of democracy. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited that Kamala is the first ever VP VP woman and black and all of that. And Jamaican. Yes. Big up my girl. (laughs) What y'all said? Island team. Yo, Wagwan, my girl. I do this. But I've turned it on. No, it's Singh who became... Uh, Miss World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Jamaican, She's so too. pretty. So pretty. Gorgeous. And, like, yes, this, it, I mean, this is just crazy. So cool. One crazy part, though, was, um, um, I seen a video about Amanda Seals. Mm-hmm. She posted a video saying how, um, she was trying to assure everyone that your vote didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And at that very moment, I think a, a calmness. Yeah came over me because um I had checked my ballot. Yeah, I was tracking my shit. It st- <laughs> at the time it was still saying your ballot has been sent. Yeah. It has not have changed to saying received and yeah. counted or whatever it needed to say. So 
you know, I mean, hey, I played my part. We all did. I think that if we never thought it didn't matter before, we know it it does matter now. Right. I think we, a lot of us as black people, we really thought it didn't matter because for so many years, I mean, other than like when Obama won, it kind of was like, oh, whatever, you vote and they pick who they want. Mm-hmm. But I think this time it was a collective of everybody really being like, listen, we got to get this person out of here because we- it's not good for the country. Right. No matter what color you are, it's just not good for politics, foreign relationships, like the economy, everything. Mm-hmm. I think also um, this election really focused in on everyone's individual states, mm-hmm. um, their propositions and measurements and stuff like Definitely. that. So getting for LA, Jackie out. Yeah, we got Jackie out of That's there. That's crazy. <laughs> so you see the the power in uniting yeah. and just coming together with a common cause is it's always gonna, you know, come on top. Yeah, I mean it was very exciting. Even like um I believe New Jersey now it's legal for um for marijuana recreational marijuana so that that should mean that a lot of people who have been in jail or maybe in jail for a recreational use that they should either be released or have it expunged off their record if it's below a certain amount Mm -hmm. which could release a lot of black and brown people facts so i was excited about that um but also just for me is visibility that my nieces who are pretty much between ages of 7 and 16 mm-hmm. can say in their lifetime that they they saw a woman vice president okay at so a young age I'm so glad that you <laughs> said this because I recently purchased a Mina Harris book called Kamila and Maya's big idea mm-hmm. and Mina's her sister right yeah no Mina is her niece her niece okay Maya this is Maya's daughter okay. Maya is Kamila's sister. Yeah. So she... I gotta get that book. It's so cute. It's a children's book, children illustrated, and pretty much what it's about is two of them, both sisters, who lived in a complex uh, apartment with their Mm, mom, mm -hmm. and they had a courtyard with no playground. Wow. And so they... Which which is normal. Normal. Very normal, especially... Urban buildings. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so they took it... They were like... Uh, one day they were just staring outside their window and um, they was just like, "Why? you know, we don't have a playground. Yeah. Let's do, let's ask if we can have one. And so they went to their mom first and she said, this sounds like a great idea, but the first person that you need to ask is the landlord because this is his building. Yeah. And then it just tripled into an effect of them just asking. So many people got so many uh, neighbors and their kids involved to make that big idea that they had become a reality and it's so it was just we are really living in that moment we're literally in that proof and when i ordered it as soon as it came before i even read the book Mm -hmm. i wrote a small uh message right when the first page to my unborn child oh my god and it's literally that is such a i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna read the whole entire message that i would what i said but I basically gave in the the time frame to say, you know, yeah. just two days ago, a woman uh, by the name of Kamila won, and I just kind of said, you know, uh, this is just what that is for. This is for you to know that whatever big dreams that you have, you it yeah, will you come do it. 
into reality as long as you are consistent with it. And again, remember, I'm trying to do the children's wear. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, it, it was a full circle moment for I, me. I love that. I mean, I'm definitely going to buy it for my nieces. Yes, but I think also it shows from a young age that women are powerful when we open up our mouths and mm-hmm. we rally and organize. And I think even... You know, speaking of Stacey Abrams, who is um, a senator from Georgia, Georgia, who initially ran for governor and should have won, but we're not going to go there we're today. Not go into that. But she rallied for Kamala and Joe Biden, and it was because of her work mm-hmm. rallying as a black woman. Other black women really around like the country around. that mm-hmm. rallied is how they won this election. Exactly. So, and which is why I give even more respect to. Kamala for coming out with that statement to mm-hmm. literally dedicate it to the black women. Yeah. Because without us, I mean, that movement was not no, going to not at all. fruition. And I think it, it, it showed that, like, yeah, we know we matter anyway because we that's what we got to believe. But it shows really something about another black woman to tell black women you matter. Mm-hmm. We all got to start doing that um, to each other, whether we're Kamala or a regular woman walking down the, the street. street. Like, we need we, to, we need to keep that. yeah normalizing, congratulating, complimenting, rooting each other on because it doesn't happen as much as people think it does or sometimes mm-hmm. it's not authentic. But we really need to do that more to keep more people like Kamala and other ones coming up. Like she said in her speech, she was like, I'm the first, but I'm not going to be the last. Mm-hmm. And that needs to reign true, that it should be more black women becoming politicians. Also, congratulations to Cori Bush, who won in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big deal for her to win that type of seat because I don't think it ever had been done before by a black woman mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in Missouri. Was it Missouri or Michigan? I think it was Michigan, but... Um, no, where was Ferguson? That's Ferguson in Missouri? Ferguson was in... Missouri. Missouri. That's that's where she won at Missouri. Okay. So, yeah, Cori Bush won in Missouri, which I believe she was the first black woman to hold a seat over there. We're just showing that we're growing in numbers in politics, we're growing in numbers in business, in education, and everything we're growing in numbers. Let's continue to keep doing that. And exactly. I mean, it feels good. I mean, although there's some things that... Still, still needs, needs to, to be, be worked done. on. We, I mean, I, I think also what it's like, we should be celebrating right now, but in the morning, we should be getting back to work. Like, it's a celebration, but we should also be continuing to do the work. Do the work in your local communities. I know where we're from in Bridgeport, a lot of young girls um, and young women in the community, like one of my friends, Bobby Brown, who's on the superintendent um, board in Bridgeport, she was out rallying with a couple of other girls that okay. really made numbers turn out extremely high in Bridgeport. So I'm proud of also local women like that who go out and rally, organize, and literally stood outside in the projects, on the corners, to make sure people was voting. So let's also support, like, local women as well who do that type of work. Exactly. And that's just exactly what George Floyd's brother, Stevenson, said. He actually said... People are acting as if we done went from shit to sugar. Yeah. Literally. And it, it, it's fun. It, when I first seen it, I'm sorry, I was cracking yeah. up. Yeah. But it's the reality. It's like, okay, cool, we we did this. We put these people in but office, put these people in these positions. But again, to the fellow individuals who are on the ground, mm-hmm. your work, is it does still matter. It this still is matter. not the time for you to just 
you know, again, bask in this great yeah. accomplishment. Like, you could do that for a few hours. Take a week if you need to. Yep. But well, let's get that, back to work. You gotta, we, we still have things to do. Yep. And we can do it. I mean, this is what women do. Women across the board do this, but black women in particular, we do this extremely well because this is how we are operating as far as having to do multiple, multiple things, things at one time, having mm-hmm. to keep our head straight in a, a poker face on when stuff is not going our way or when things are happening in our lives, we still keep our head in the game. I am actually doing that right now, but um, this is what we got to do. So shout out to all the black women and all women out there Thank doing you. what they have to do. I feel so seen. <laughs> of course. Y'all, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man. Sis, let me put you on. It's definitely an art to networking and connecting with people, right? Mm-hmm. You always want to come off and truly be authentic, and you also want to be, like, truly interested in mm-hmm. people that you meet. Um, it's it's all great when you, you have that mentality, um, and then maybe you go out with your friends, or maybe you're going out with... Um, other peers in the industry and most of the times you meet good people and it works out and it's fine Mm -hmm. but what I've learned through going to so many events socially and career-wise is that personally for me I prefer to go out by myself when it comes to me uh intentionally thinking about meeting somebody for work or for my career or collaborators right because I realized that when I went out by myself it forced me to talk to people that I did not know at all. When you go out with people that you know sometimes to events or you meet up with your coworkers or your peers, sometimes it can be a distraction because you will stay in that one part of the room mm-hmm. all night talking to your to friends, your friend. talking to your coworkers yep. or whoever, and then you don't meet anybody new. And that's the whole point of coming out is to meet new people. You want to add a new connection to your Rolodex every time you go out. So I started going out by myself and I was forced to talk to people because one, people saw that I was by myself and they were like, oh, hey, you're by yourself. What's your name? What you do? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Talking already then. And then two, I am not going to stand there for an hour or two hours and just look crazy in the corner by myself. So it forced me to go talk to other people, which is how I met a lot of good people in the industry. But also... When you're approaching someone that you really, really want to talk to that may be of a higher stature or just may somebody, be somebody that is really, you know, important in your industry, you don't want to go up to them with multiple people, right? Because you got to think they've met with, like, God knows how many people that day. And you don't want them to remember you within the group. You want them to remember you as one sole person. Mm-hmm. Something they can remember you by. Oh, yeah, the girl that had the hat on, the girl that had on the, the gold sneakers, the girl that had on the really pretty braids or whatever you don't want to be grouped in a group and you're like dang i met three girls tonight they were all pretty dope but there was one that i really really wanted to follow up with but i can't remember which one it was because let's be honest sometimes also as women of color or black women sometimes when they see us in a group sometimes it's hard for non-black people to remember us Mm -hmm. sometimes they group us together so i'm just being real here or sometimes they might think that we're we're not approachable right same exactly same way so it's like you want to try to eliminate all those options and distractions out of their way 
So yeah, I just really, really know that it's been working when you go out by yourself. And also it just forces you to be a person that no matter where you go in this world, mm -hmm. you will be confident. And no matter what room you walk in, you won't need any backup to help you talk to someone or to approach someone. You want to be confident on your own two feet, no matter who's around or who's not around. Mm -hmm. So that's like the, the big, big tip that I've learned. Because I used to be very like... I don't want to go out by myself, so, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's scary. That's weird. No, that's a boss. A boss walks by herself. But, <laughs> listen, and it's funny, too, because when I first moved to L.A., my friend at the time, I was, like, really trying to get them to go out. Like, let's mm -hmm. let's do this. Let's do that. And at the time, at the space that they were in in their life, they didn't really want to go out and meet people or do anything fun. And so one day she actually uh, texted me Refinery29 when they had their installation. Yeah. And so um, she texted to me and said, this is going on. You probably should go. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And But normally when we send each other these things, it's like, oh, look at this event. That's kind of like, a, do you want to go? Like, yeah. I, I don't really have to ask you the question. And so... I'm like, all right, cool. What time do you want to leave? And she literally said to me, oh, no, I was just sending it to you for you to go. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. But I ended up going by myself. I went by myself. And although I didn't, I met a couple people, but I, I was more, it was an installation. Like, people are really trying to take pictures yeah. and all that stuff for IG. So I think for me, though, that day definitely gave me a big power to go out on my own after that. Right, because so now you feel like you're not I afraid anymore. I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm not uncomfortable. Like, okay, I could do this. It's actually a lot easier once you do it than once before you, you right. think about it. And what I learned, too, is you always meet somebody else there who's there by themselves, Self too. too. Right. And, and that's, that's somebody right. you want to connect with. Right. Um. Also, a big tip that I have taken along the way with me when... um going to these events or whether you're by yourself or if i mean sometimes you just might have to go in a group like a work group or something like that i never ever think of it as a networking experience mm -hmm. so although that is your agenda and that is something uh that you're going into accomplish but you should really look at it as a professional friendship right this is really what oh, you want to do that. the networking benefits um works only if there is a mutual exchange and support from both sides i agree so if you're going into like uh you said before if you're going into it on a Hi, what's your name? My name is Nye. What's yours? Akia. Okay, like, um, what made you come to this event? Or what do you like to do? Like, right. What do you like to eat? It, we're having basic Exactly. Where did you go to school? We're not. There's really nothing about work, work. in mm -hmm. this conversation. And you want to get to there, another person. Right. And then from there, that's when it, normally it will be the other person that you technically... You you played the the cards correctly. So say that you, Akia, I'm trying to talk to you. Like, mm -hmm. I knew I came to this event to speak to you. We're speaking now. So now that I'm being my authentic self and I'm coming from a good place and right. good intentions, this is when you automatically open up by saying, wait, what do you do? Because you're a vibe. And then that's when it's just like, oh, ding, ding, ding. That is where my 
uh, opportunity is. That's where you're going to actually start building and cultivating from that profitable conversation. That's how that norm that that is how you should take it. Exactly, because that is an actual authentic interaction. Another mm-hmm. thing that I also do too is I compliment people all the time. If I see I'm at an event and a woman or a man has on a dope jacket or dope shoes or some fly glass, I'm like, oh, that's dope. Like mm-hmm. I love that. By the way, my name is Akia. What's your name? Right. Like people love to be complimented and don't compliment it because. You just trying to make a weird introduction, but compliments it because you actually like. Because I'll be like, oh, where did you get that from? Because I actually really like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I've been looking for a pair of shoes similar to that. Those are really dope, whatever. And then that'll start the conversation. I actually did that for one of um, the women who I looked forward to advice. And I was like, girl, I love your pants or whatever. I actually did love her pants. Yeah. And I didn't even really know who she was. And then I said that to her. And then she went up to her presentation. I was like, oh, shoot. She's a freaking writer and showrunner. I had no no idea. idea. I just loved her pants. Mm -hmm. Then I asked her an informational meeting. But all that started from me just, like, really interestingly, like, being um, attracted to her damn pants and Mm -hmm. it being the truth. Um, Also, I mean, the one thing you want to keep in mind, too, like how I just said, I just randomly complimented this lady's pants. I didn't know she was a showrunner and a writer. That's why you should treat everybody the same. You should treat... No matter what you think someone does or what you don't know what they do, everybody should be treated with respect and just, like, genuine, like, interest and enthusiasm no matter what because you don't want to, you know, maybe be smug to one person and you don't know what they do. The next minute you find out they're the freaking VP of a company and you just was smug to them and you had no freaking idea. Or maybe someone who isn't even in the industry, but they might be the son or the cousin or the best friend of someone who owns a company that you want to work for. You just never know who's who who could get you connected. Mm -hmm. So be nice and kind to everybody that you meet. The industry is small once again. And it's just a good thing to do in general. Like, you shouldn't treat anybody better or worse. Right. Um, Also, just going back to attending events and, you know, different type of meetings... In terms of fashion events, um, this goes into saying if it's if you're volunteering for a show, one thing that I've learned that I want to put you guys onto is attending these events early and leaving late, especially when it is a panel type of situation if your favorite stylist or your favorite publicist or mm. anyone in the fashion industry editor, is sitting mm-hmm. editor is sitting on a panel and they're having a conversation you want to get there very very early i say this because when you are there early you for sure are going to meet 100% you're going to meet the person who put together the actual panel who yes. put this event on for you your job to because I'm pretty sure most of the time any individual that put these panels on they're already a you know have the spotlight on in their own personal world and they're very big that's how you actually got to know about the um the event yeah the event if you didn't see it on the person that you follow like the editor or the stylist etc why I'm saying it's so beneficial for you to go so early is because when you do see them that is your time and opportunity to say to them oh my gosh I just quickly want to say to you thank you so much for putting on this event it means a lot to me I know I'm going to walk out of here 
with knowing a lot of um, information that I did not know already or whatever good, nice thing that you want to, like, just to say to this person before this show actually starts. Right. I'm telling you 100%. After you say this, the person is literally going to ask you, you or tell you like oh my gosh thank you so much um what do you do like why why you know why are you here and then yep. you're gonna explain exactly. you know i'm here because of da, 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 da. and then they're gonna say oh so you know such and such is on the panel i would happily you know connect you guys after the event is over it's for you to sit and talk to this person because um you seem like you're really intuitive of what you want to do and i like the vibe i like the energy and i like the time the, i like the the fact that you are here on time no how how the saying goes when you're on time you're late and yeah, when, when you're, you're early, early you're, you're on time. time so I'm telling you it works and then when you stay late at the event then this is again this is that time where the panel instructor or communicator or like the uh, program coordinator is yeah. gonna like you know say oh, you know like do the little eye contact to say me me after here or this is another time when you get to talk to people but during this moment when the event actually starts this is something also that i want to give to you guys to take be prepared with very very great questions yes so when it comes to people that are on this panel that you follow and that you adore Prepare yourself with interviews that they've already done and questions that haven't really been asked and something that you really, really do want the answer to. Because when you think about it, most of the times people ask this, these individuals the same questions and it, it does get a little bit annoying. So yeah. it's just like, I'm just repeating things to a new audience that should have just went on YouTube. Yeah, or get past. clever. Right. When you give, uh, when you actually ask great questions they're going to always say, I like this question. See me after, actually. Exactly. That's true. They it's happened it to me right, before. They say it right on the stage, right they're on the like, stage. They're like, oh, you're smart. Girl, how did you come? Yeah, they that, love that. You need, that's like another opportunity for you. That is another way to seize that moment. Like, oh, my God. Okay, cool. And then you, while that happened, you, you prepare yourself even more to sit and talk with the person that you were there, you know, to meet. No, that's, that's, you brought up a really good um, thought about that and just kind of like, that's how you stand out at events mm -hmm. and people will remember like, remember that girl that asked that question? Or also, um, mm -hmm. what I've learned to do sometimes too is, it's kind of weird, but like I'll wear like a statement piece sometimes to events so mm -hmm. that they remember like, oh, the girl with the with the dope belt or the mm -hmm. dope bag or the mm -hmm. dope hat like they'll remember little stuff like that so especially kind of being, at a fashion event especially at a fashion yeah especially if you coming out there to show out there yeah and and just as you know kind of vain fashion can be Hollywood events can be the same way in film and television they remember what you have on how your hair look how your makeup look mm -hmm. your nails yeah. everything so like be intentional about like keeping yourself together going to those events and asking really really smart questions once again we always say this research your butt off before you go to these events even when you go to social events with like new friends or let's just say you're going out with one of your friends and she's bringing one of her friends i hate overlinking though i i mean i don't sometimes because i honestly like talking to new people so i like meeting new people and asking questions i kind of hate overlinking i'm sorry <laughs> if i does. invite you i invited you i didn't invite you and someone else 
Like, I'll I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But that's also, just me. that's for me. I think it's because I'm a writer. It gives me opportunity to oh, meet so, a new person, okay, a cool. new personality. So basically, you guys, what she's really trying to say is, this is another way for her to steal somebody's story to write in her book, to be inspired, to create a film on. Like, like oh my gosh. it's to be inspired, but okay, it, girl. you should also like know what's going on in the world so you can have like really intelligent world conversations mm-hmm. like food, culture, mm-hmm. politics. You don't have to be the the top, you know, politician or know everything, but know one of my mentors always told me know a little bit about a lot of things mm-hmm. so you could talk to anybody. anybody. Know about mm-hmm. wine, know about different foods to eat, know about places to go for like yoga or work, like just know a little bit about a lot of things because mm-hmm. It makes you stand out when you're in a room and having conversations with people. Sure does. So, and then, I mean, the next thing is, like, the other place where you can truly, truly connect with people is social media. These days, especially now, I mean, I connected with you on social media, so look what what God did. But it's hard for me, so educate me. I mean, for me is... I follow people that I don't know it's like a, it's a drawing to their page like I look on their page and I kind of see what they have going on I mean the aesthetic of a page matters to me mm-hmm. so your page is like a business card so even though it's supposed to be a personal page people are going to check your page so keep yeah. your page like aesthetically up to whatever matches your brand like let it show your personality and then when you do that you show your interests that you have maybe you love yoga maybe you love to play basketball maybe you love reading you know essence or mary claire if you show those type of things other women or people who like that are going to be attracted to your page as well Mm -hmm. that that energy is going to be drawn to you then you're going to make people who may work in the same field as you or like the same things as you um just to add on to that um it's funny because when i used to okay so i hmm I had an IG for quite some time now, but I didn't really utilize my Instagram until I moved to London. And in the beginning, I was only posting pictures of what I was actually doing. It wasn't me, wasn't my face, nothing. Mm-hmm. I literally, if I was in a, a fashion studio, I would just post the studio. Like, I would not post anything else. And I wasn't really getting any interaction from people like yeah. that. It was just, I don't know, it just wasn't working. Because you wasn't giving enough of who you were. So then I switched up. Yeah. And so I tra- I started traveling more, started going a lot of places. And so now I'm posting myself in these areas and tagging the countries that I'm in. And yep. that's when a lot of people started reaching out like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Honestly, I think for me too, like, I think I came across your page because somebody that I follow obviously liked your photo. And I think you mm-hmm. were in... You were in another... This is before you moved to L.A., I think. I first started following you. Yeah, you definitely... But you were on a trip somewhere, and I was like, oh, she liked to travel, too, because I like to travel. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I love seeing other black women travel, especially when you come from a small city like where we're from. So it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you out seeing the world? Oh, girl, we got the same mindset because everybody is not out seeing the world like that. So I think that was actually the first thing that attracted me to your page was, like, your travel. See? So So, that mistake actually paid off. Now that it ain't. Honestly, truly, um... But you want to also, like, when you start following people that you want to work with on any level or you just want to be peers with them, please do not be a ghost follower. Please engage with them. You know, like their stuff every now and again. Comment. 
you know, if it's something that they post that you have interest in, like, oh my God, girl, I love this. I just read mm-hmm. this, or I was just looking at this place, or like engage totally with them agree. because then they're like, oh, we on the same vibe. Like, totally they agree. may be dope to actually link with eventually when, you know, it's COVID free. But right now, use social media to your advantage to set up informational meetings like we talked about on the last episode to just start to get to know someone better, like to also share information like, hey, girl, I see that, you know, you love um, these type of shoes. This store is selling these new shoes from this brand or they got a sale going on, girl. Like it could be anything small like that or a new pair of, I don't know iPhone headphones something came out you know the person is into technology and you're like here girl the release date is coming up you getting your headphones Mm -hmm. just anything that y'all naturally like already have an interest a shared interest of like share knowledge with them support them you know share their stuff that's how you start to gain like authentic relationships with people on social media and honestly all of mine have led to great opportunities I actually had um, one of my mentors, I used to follow him on, I think, Facebook, and he is an exec um, at HDTV, and I used to share, like, all his projects because they were just really, really dope, and I had never seen a black man in that position making mm-hmm. those kind of, like, lifestyle shows. And when I was um, promoting my first short film where I had to raise $10,000, this man donated a substantial amount of money to my project because he's like, you know what? I've been following you, too. I've been watching what you've been doing and all the hustling you've been doing towards this project. You believe in it. I'm going to um, donate to your project. And he was like, just always make sure you keep the cycle going, that you would donate back to someone else who's doing that. And I do that till this day. Like, that was on Facebook. And till this day, he's one of my mentors. So I'm like, social media has really, really, like, been good to me with connecting. But it's never been on a... a um. Uh, what do you want to call it like a fake or a phony vibe it's been people that I naturally like want to get to know as people even if we never work together so So don't take uh, social media for granted y'all like be really strategic but be real about it as well Um, my other thing is too is like when you're in like these online groups or communities because you know they'll have like a Facebook group for people who like Red Table Talk or a Facebook group Mm -hmm. for people who are black designers when Mm -hmm. you're in those big groups Notice who, like, when you post stuff or when they post stuff, notice who, like, you engage with the most and try to set up, like, side one-off, you know, phoners or information or just, like, hey, girl, I really love what you're doing. Like, let's set up a meeting just, like, get to know each other a little bit more. Like, kind of, like, pay attention to who's responding to your posts, who likes your stuff, who laughs at your stuff, like, or who just engages with you more and, like, start to invest in those women. Instead of instead of wasting your time investing in the whole group of 5,000 women, find out the top 10 who you engage with the most and build relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So, like, do a little a little bit of micro... Um, micro type of situation. Yeah, micro networking and kind of boil down. So, like, all right, I connect most with these women. Let me put my energy towards them now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm focused, man. Yeah, it's time to get your mind right. Okay, so there are two great gems I want to leave you guys with to get your mind right. First thing is first, I'm pretty sure we all know who he is. Scooter. Scooter Brown. He is just, I mean, in terms of networking, bruh, and just season opportunities. Yeah. He's just that man. He kind of got that on lock. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> give it to him. And 
Um, there is a very, very great interview that he did with Complex. Um, it's on YouTube. And uh, it pretty much breaks down um, how he went from just party promoting to just being one of the top marketing and networking gurus in today's industry. He's amazing. What is his actual title? He's because he does a lot. I just I I just think he's very smart and like strategic at everything he does. But I always wanted to know like what is Scooter's actual title? I mean. If he has a title, just be entrepreneur. Yeah. And then it just breaks down there because I know that he's record executive, mm-hmm. investor, you know, the marketing manager. Yeah. Media, uh, all types of pretty stuff. Yeah, pretty much everything. Entrepreneur. That, yeah, entrepreneur and just connects him to different opportunities, pretty much. I mean, he started as a, a party promoter. Yeah. That's, He's in the day. Come on now. And... <laughs> Dropped out of school, got a great job with uh, So So Deaf. Yeah. What? Like, come on now. Your fr- your freshman year. And that's when So So Deaf was popping. Poppin'. Like, popping. But anyway. no, yeah, I, that's definitely um, an interview that actually I'm going to check out myself yeah, as well. It was good. It is very, um, it's very impactful. And he talks also a lot about his downfalls, even his departure from So So Deaf, like mm-hmm. how that actually happened. I mean, look at that. That was a blessing in disguise because yeah. him and Justin Bieber that yeah. just took off. And remember, Jermaine was supposed to sign. Yes, Bieber. So can you? But look imagine? at that connection at, that led to that. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, great, great, great interview to uh, watch and you know jot down your notes. Another thing that I want to leave you guys with is um, a very impactful book called Make Your Contacts Count. Oh, I love that title. Yes, make it count, girl, make it count. Yeah. I mean, you should anyways. Just don't be talking to anybody just because. Yeah, like I was saying like earlier, be intentional about, about who, you who you're to talking like, to and exactly. why. Because, listen, don't nobody want no fake friends. Yeah, or or a bogus connection that... That is not meaningful. It ain't gonna get you nowhere. Yeah. You just want to look cool to say, yeah, I know this person. Exactly, but also be mindful that a lot of people in this industry sometimes don't have the best behind-the-scenes uh, reputation. So you kind of want to know who you're actually getting in contact with and who right. you're linking yourself to. So make sure you do the research and, facts. you know, just double-check. Get some extra, you know, do the car facts on people mm-hmm. to make sure. So that, that book sounds really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, it's also like a step-by-step guide for you to, you know, create and cultivate on networking relationships and opportunities. I love those. You know, it's... Yes. The book is just pretty much good on ideas about how you can strengthen your network and form closer and meaningful relationships. And again, like we said earlier, you need to think about it as being a professional friendship and not just exactly a business opportunity definitely someone that you can support as well as get support from never a a one-sided situation um Mm -hmm. and then i also have a a couple of books as well speaking of making your contacts count before you even get to that part of like connecting with someone and getting their contact information there's a book out there that um, is called The Art of Connection by Michael Gelb. I heard of that book before. The Art now, of I've Connection. started that book and I've gotten through to like 
maybe like the sixth chapter and it was so much information just in those chapters that I learned um, who's it's the author of that? Michael Gelb it's a really really okay. good book it's like it's not the one that does um, it kind of the subtle art of no, not giving a fuck no not that one yeah, um, okay. but that's a good book as well yeah. but the art of connection teaches you about pretty much um, honing and learning about your own authenticity so that when it's time for you to connect with others you know how to do that on an emotional, spiritual, and also psychological level. Mm-hmm. So it really, really teaches a lot about yourself, who you are, what you're interested in, what you're passionate about, and then you can translate that to others when you meet them and find out things about them without really having to ask them that many questions. You can kind of just tell in a couple of words that they're saying. Say, oh, so it really helps you learn. Because, you know, connections and professional friendships and all that, like, it's a lot of psychology behind that. So if you learn mm-hmm. how the human mind works, it's, you can definitely connect with more people another book that even goes even deeper and it breaks um kind of breaks it down into how to win over friends and stuff like that into six steps it's a book called how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie that book is insane on like how people pretty much can influence and start to have a, a following or a support system from people that they barely even know Mm -hmm. and like how to connect with people who may be above your level or people who may be you know have more experience than you but this is it teaches you things on how to connect with people if you don't have a lot of experience in certain um subjects how to make little things about yourself bigger or how to use those small things about yourself um a selling point for yourself so that book is really good as well to read. I would definitely, I would always keep that like in like the bookcase always. And then there's um, two articles that are really, really interesting. They're not that long. They're both by um, Forbes. One is called The Network and Advice No One Tells You. Then the other one is called... Um, I like the title of that one. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's like telling me things that mm-hmm. I probably... <laughs> you should read it too. Don't want to talk about... Okay. And the other one is called... Um, Forget networking. Um, you should focus on relationship building. So oh, those okay. are both kind of like what you're Again, saying, professional yeah. friendships yeah. and not just, oh, networking. Um, yeah. These these should be people who are a part of your professional tribe. Mm-hmm. So these are like all really some good books and articles to check out and interviews to check out to keep you on point because you always want to be, like we always say, we can't stress it enough, you always want to be on top of things. You always want to um, have research backed facts and you always want to be constantly learning because if you want to be a woman with the blueprint you got to be constantly learning how to strategize how to build on top of things how can i learn more how can i um accentuate my skills or or add a skill to my resume or just to my being so Mm -hmm. always learning always researching like just be on your shit y'all like literally i don't know how to say it simply put like i mean the whole purpose of this podcast really is to give you the tools Mm -hmm. give you the research give you everything that we've how we did it and how you can too but at ultimately like it really is in your your hands i mean your control whether or not if you actually want to do the work into making your blueprint readable exactly relatable and you know to make those accomplishments and it doesn't take a lot of time i think we look at time 
like, oh man, I'm gonna have to research, I'm gonna have to study. But it's like that time is gonna pass anyway. You're the gonna same, sit there and binge a TV show in same, six hours. Yeah, the same <laughs> time that you have because you don't actually know. So if who th- those who don't know, iPhone has definitely um, implemented a new feature where it tells you how much time yep, you're spending it. on social media. Yep. That time, when if you're spending too much time on social media, you need to do better. You're not doing enough you're of your own of personal your work. Own personal work, exactly. Yes. So you need to, um, you really need to know how to balance your yep. time, especially your free time, and especially the fact that a lot a lot of us are working from home. Honestly. Like, take, take, still try to be in work mode, like literally envision of you being in an office or create an office-like area within your home. Honestly, if you are, you know, just getting out of college or in college up until like your early 30s, honestly, you should not have that much free time unless you are literally setting sure. aside time to go on vacation or, you know, time to spend particularly with your family. But like Monday through Saturday... You should be working mm-hmm. and working on your personal stuff, your personal branding or projects, whatever. Personally, for me, I take Sundays to myself to not work on anything, and that's my free self-care time. But pretty much Monday through Saturday, I'm working, I'm producing stuff, I'm writing stuff, I'm researching still. And even if that means you set aside, okay, on Wednesday and Thursday nights, I'm going to study and research my industry, you know, homework from 7 to 9. That's not a lot of time. That's literally, what, four hours a week? But you can get a lot done in four four hours a week with researching and writing down lists of people you want to reach out to, figuring out how you're going to get to each person. Like, take it seriously as as if, like, this is a school assignment or even uh, your own job. Because entertainment is not one easy road to get into. It's a bunch of, okay, I'm going to try this and see if it works. I'm going to try this strategy and see if it works. So you have to keep, you have to stay motivated and stay interested at all points. Mm-hmm. I agree. Wow. That was, that was right there hitting a the nail on the head. Yeah. Y'all. So like we said, if anything that you remember from our podcast, stay on your shit and be the best at it. Okay. This don't have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Sidetrack. Story time. Naisha <laughs> uh, always has a story, y'all. Okay, no, Let's but this can be quick. This story is gonna be quick. Um, so I mean, on topic of everything, although this is a little sidey sidey because it's a story. So I met a girl named Siobhan Bell. And I met her at a Trap Star and Puma event. Um, out in London and I met her through my good friend now Tony uh, we went to this event together and when I met her um, at the time I was in the editorial world um, she is a well-known DJ if no one doesn't know uh, her name or about her she's a well-known DJ and she's like this big fashion influencer like really big a lot of dope brands Fendi. She just did a collaboration with Karl Lagerfeld. How really dope big. is that? She's like bomb. And you know, when I met her, um, she was doing, you know, still DJing, doing a couple uh, shows and stuff like that out in London. And I seen her at a couple of events with a mutual, with our same mutual friend. And then from there, we kind of just built like a cool little girl 
friendship. Well, like, what attracted you to her? Like, drew you guys together? Well, Siobhan, lick a bit. She lick a She's so small and tiny. Like, she is so small. We're roughly around the same age, but she's also Jamaican. Oh, love it. So, it was, like, one of those, like, oh, look at this Jamaican girl. Like, doing it. Yeah, like she, DJ, that's dope. She was, like, at the time in London, um, when Siobhan was, like, getting up there, she really was that only uh, go-to DJ girl, black girl out in London, like, literally at all the BBK shows. So that's Skepta, JME, um, on BB1, like, all of this uh, dope yeah, stuff she was Yeah, and that's big doing. for London. 100%, absolutely. So we just, you know, it was just kind of cool. It was just like she started getting comfortable with me, inviting me to, you know, some uh, parties and stuff that she was DJing at and whatever. Um, fast forward, I ended up moving to L.A. Uh, she was aware about that. And, you know, again, I still kept in contact with her, although she was living in London. Again, just keeping that contact and, again, going into it with, I like her. She's yeah. a vibe, and we're, the vibe is good. It, we mix well. Yeah. Where she is... No ulterior motives. No alternative motives. And it's just crazy because now she officially moved to L.A., and she is one of my clients. Look so at that. It's a like true connection. We are literally in a you working know? relationship together and we're making money together but we're friends yeah so it's full circle moment like i went into it with good intentions right. i didn't go into it thinking you know i'm this american girl and i know she's popping i want to like right don't something. you hate that yes. when people do that it's annoying because it's just like i hate, I hate you don't know if i can actually do anything i hate you. clout writers yeah i hate that it's but um, with social media, though, thank God you're able to, like, literally pull them out. You can see clearly Very that, true. like, who's really dick riding. Right. Because there is a lot. Listen, LA. Okay. Okay, there's a lot of you dick riders. It's a lot of people saying that they doing work and they ain't doing nothing. Nothing. It's And I don't, I also don't get that. Like, I don't get why do you do that, though. What are you because, here like, for? <laughs> but it's also, like. I don't know. I think it's for me is because it's so small. So and small. it's like somebody is going to call you out on your bullshit. Right. Like somebody knows that you say that you are a publicist or you say that you're a screenwriter and you haven't put out no projects. You don't have no clients. It's so weird. what are you doing? Yeah, I don't like I don't get it. I don't subscribe to the fake it until you to make, make it. it. No. That's like a, that's a fashion. No, I don't <laughs> like I don't subscribe to that. Grind hard, work hard, and all things will happen for you. Mm -hmm. That's what I subscribe to. So that was really dope that you just met her and, like, y'all connected on some. You know, you were, you know, a dope girl. You Jamaican. You out here doing your thing. It was, it was like y'all pretty much probably had, like, a mutual respect for each other and what y'all both were doing. And just, and just being, let's normalize, like, women just being cool dope women mm -hmm. without even knowing what their careers right. are like oh i like her she's dope she's cool i want to be around this type of energy she's a go-getter i love that even if you didn't even know she was a dj or she didn't know that you were in editorial at that moment y'all just liked each other's energy and that's what it's about later you'll figure out where that relationship is gonna go whether it's gonna turn into 
a full-blown friendship, a professional friendship, or it's going to turn into y'all making money. It could be all three, but just go into it with the most pure intentions ever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I so love that. A similar thing kind of happened to me as well, but mine was on, I used to be a, a film and TV blogger. Uh, I had a blog called She's Vintage.com, and I used to, like, just out of me loving short films and web series, I would, like, review people's web series. So mm-hmm. there was this one um guy, his name was Gino Brooks. He's a writer, director, and he was just, like, putting out these really, really dope web series like one was called black boots one was called jones like he just had a lot of like one was called the therapist it was just really really dope black content that he was putting out and he was coming up around the same time as like Issa and lena and all them they're all you know connected in the same peer group so i reviewed a lot of his projects and then we started following each other on social media fast forward when i knew i was ready to like move to l.a I had came out here just to like visit and kind of figure out where I wanted to live and stuff. So he was working on one of the big lots. So he invited me over to the lots, you know, have lunch. And just like he went over one of my scripts with me. He gave me some of the best advice to this day on my script. And another year and a half later, I'm now managing a mentorship program for up and coming black filmmakers for his production company. So I consult with production company as well as you know creative um producer and managing this mentorship like all that started from me supporting his web series um projects and just wanting to be like oh this is a dope web series y'all should y'all should watch this on my blog and then that grew into now we creative collaborators we family and now we're colleagues we're working together like Mm -hmm. it's, it's just just like so amazing how how you truly connect with people, whether it's at an event, on social media, mm-hmm. or whether it's just supporting someone. Like, however, you just never know. And I, I didn't, I didn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm gonna work with Gino eventually. No, our energies aligned. He supported my work. I support his work, and now we're working together. And which is crazy. Big but things is popping. <laughs> again, um, your blueprint is already created when you think about it. I Literally. Mean, you meet these individuals in life. Some people instantly know that the vibe is right. Mm-hmm. Other individuals that you meet, you you will feel you it in your, your gut feeling like, mm, I shouldn't. But you are taking that temptation that writing you to actually, you know, talk to this person or continue moving forward with this person. Yeah. And it might not actually be that the best move that you've made. And that is considered a detour. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Yes. Detour. And because of that, you are still going to get to where you need to get. Is now, your focus now needs to be, how are you going to move from this detour right. to get back onto pa- on your path and just understand that now it's just going to take you longer. And also remember that detours are also opportunities to fix whatever you were not doing right from the beginning. So you were brought on that detour to learn a lesson that maybe had you gone another way or maybe you had become maybe too successful or maybe you had opportunity that you would have fucked it up Mm -hmm. because you didn't learn from that lesson. So detours are not... I don't think they're bad at all. And they've been near. Uh, exactly. But I think they're I've very good. many of those issues, trust and believe. But also I love how you touched on, like, 
Some people you meet in the beginning, you instantly know, oh, yeah, I rock with this person. But some people, you got to give them time because everybody doesn't warm up like mm-hmm. how you might. So you got to keep your mind open. Like, you may meet one person one time and you like, mm, I don't really know about her. She kind of standoffish. But when you get to know oh, her mm-hmm. or that him, whoever it is, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this person is really dope. Mm-hmm. They're just very protective of their energy and they wanted to make sure you was who you said you were. Mm-hmm. So don't be so quick to write people off. Oh, That's why... Yeah. Sometimes when people meet celebrities or industry folks, they're like, oh, well, I met the person and, and they was not. rude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I met them and they were not rude. They were really actually nice. So people also have off days. Give give people grace sometimes. Now, if you meet somebody four times, three times, and, and they, they giving you and they stush, let off, it go. Sis. Yeah, let it go. But, like, yeah. Okay. But, yes, give, give people that chance, you know, Give grace to people. The first time may not always be the best, but you'll know in your gut if it's worth giving it another try. Like, trust mm-hmm. your gut. You know all the answers that you need are inside of you. Write that down. Keynote. All right, Erica. Hello, Miss Tucker. Welcome. Hello, ladies. <laughs> okay, so welcome to the Woman with the Blueprint pod. We're glad to have you here today. Yes. So happy to be here. By the way, side note, the Blueprint is my favorite Jay-Z album. Mata! We are Jay-Z girls. Yeah. <laughs> through and through. Okay. Literally. So everyone that's listen, joining in, listening in, near and far, we have Erica Tucker here. She's the founder of Ascend Public Relations Group and Entertainment Communications Agency, which specializes in traditional and new media talent. Uh, I mean, we can say a lot about her. She is a Southern girl with a love for culture and storytelling. Uh, And for that, she has led publicity efforts for new television programs, philanthropy, and product launches for her own agency since, what, 2016. So it's been a while. Uh, Erica um, does represent Yara Shahidi. Kendrick Sampson, uh, who else? Marvin Gregg, Melvin. who is our favorite from Snowfall. Love oh, yes. Um, and our, you know, I think I've talked about this a lot on our channel. People probably are sick of me talking about it. And she also represents Waco Theater. That's Hello, a lot. That's a lot of stuff you do, Erica. Listen. I just try my best. The purpose is there. I just pray for the strength the, to, to carry it all. So I, I am grateful to be here talking to you ladies on your amazing podcast. So oh, thank you for letting me pull up a chair. I love it. So what's new? How is everything? Girl, it, it has been crazy. <laughs> a little crazy, but... But but steady, you know, I will say I've been very blessed to still be able to maneuver and, and yeah. navigate throughout all the changes within COVID, um, within changes within entertainment, you know, with mm-hmm. production shutting down and clients, you know, not, not having work. Like, I mean, it, like a lot of my clients are still working and that's I yep. think that's truly by design, you know, I'm like, hold up, like. So the retainer still coming, you know, so it's just like, okay, <laughs> I, I feel very blessed, um, you know, during this time, but I will say it's good. Um, business is great. You know, 
I think where we're all trying to find our balance right now is like, how do we separate the work from home? Because I feel like everything is happening. Oh my gosh. In, in one place, it's like, damn, like, can, can I, can I break away for a little bit? Can I, like, when do you find moments to do the self-care? And I know y'all be saying the self-care stuff on Instagram and it look real pretty and stuff, but in actuality, I don't know how to do it. So, but all is well, I'm blessed. You got to work hard to do the self-care. How are you ladies? We're good. We're good. Um, I mean, as you know, uh, for today's episode, it is True Connections, okay. and Akia and myself, we just both agree that you were the perfect person for today's episode. Yep. Um, obviously, for True, uh, True Connections, the it's pretty much defining networking and how networking should be more described as a professional friendship rather than a business transaction, and because you know you're just killing it in the game. Like literally, um, we pretty much just wanted to tap in, tap in. Um, yeah. first question, okay. what is the most important qualities when it comes to connecting with young women in your industry? Listen, give me genuine people. I like genuineness. Like I have, like I'm from the South. So my mama and grandmama taught me how to really spot bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And like the spirit of like discernment, you know, I can pick up on it like super quick. Um, so for me, it's like authenticity. Like, are you genuine? You know, um, are you taking an interest in the interest of me as a human versus what I can give you? You know, um, like true connections are not transactional, you know? Um, it is like, Hey, like, like, how are you sis? Like, how can I be of service? You know? Um, so I'm always like, whenever, you know, folks are looking, looking to connect or reach out or network, um, whatever you want to call it, but it's like, you know, how genuine is this interaction? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. And then, you know, second, secondly, like, you know, when you were out in the public, you know, like how you carry yourself around people, you know, um, how you, how you dress, you know, um, how you conduct yourself around, uh, talent, you know, um, those things are important. So I, I, I look for that, you know, some people, oh, I gotta get a, I gotta get a photo with this person. And it's like, chill, like you never want to be that person. And I spot that cool, like quickly, you know, like, all right, done, you know? Um, you just get far with me when you are genuine and kind. Like that's, that's Agreed. all I guess, you know? That goes a long way. Exactly. I agree with that, definitely. Like you, as I also work in entertainment too, I work for um, Shondaland on the creative side. And I'm always like, when we're around new people that we hire, I'm just like, okay, so when we go on set, just make sure you act normal, right? Because these are still normal people, even though they're actors and directors, like just be normal. So I totally agree with you. Did you go to school for PR and stuff or did you kind of like self-teach yourself and just jump into the game? So I went to school for um, communications and I initially really wanted, y'all, I don't know what it is, but Olivia Pope thought, she, I mean, I thought I could go to Washington (laughs) We see and run a whole campaign Listen. Okay, for a senator from Connecticut. Okay, like I'm from Connecticut. 
I mean, y'all, I just thought I could do it, you know? Uh, and I don't know why I didn't go through with it, um, but it may have to do with, so in the very beginning, <clears throat> excuse me, like when I was interning in college, I wanted to um, get into like local government. And so I did like communications for like a, like the local um, city that where I was going to school at in Wilmington. Um, and I was like, I don't want to do flash foot, flash flood press releases <laughs> about the hurricane that's coming. <laughs> I was like, this is not exciting. This is not going to work. But then I started interning at a um, New Hanover County School. And it was there, you know, I, I had a black woman, boss. She was also my soror. And she kind of just was just like, hey, like, sit down, like, write it all down, figure out a plan. What what it is that you really want to do? And at that time, I didn't know. I was in my my feelings. I was trying to, uh, it, it, at that age, I was trying to keep a man. I was trying to stay in Wilmington because that's where he was. And I had kind of like planned my, my life around like what he wanted to do. And, and I've been there. Whew. I've been there. <laughs> I was young, y'all. So I ain't know no better. So, um, so I say all that to say, like, if it wasn't for her, like, you know, I would probably still be back in North Carolina, just kind of chilling right now. But, you know, I, I will say I did not need a degree to do what I do. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't know that, you know? Yeah. But the communications uh, degree, like, I mean, it's, it's like what we do, y'all, it's all relationships. It's all how you talk to people. It's how you get on the phone and and talk to the, the editorial booker at Vanity Fair and, and how you talk to the people at Good Morning America, you know, like, it, like, it, it's really all comes down to that, you know, and school can't teach you that. It just can't, you know, graduate in 2010 and move back home just to kind of recalibrate, figure out stuff. And my best friend, Ileana, had an internship at ICM, y'all, like not even a job, like a, a, a internship. And I came out here and I was like, I think I can do it. <laughs> and I'm like, don't we all have that moment? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it feels, it sounds so cheesy now, y'all, but I never forget being at the Grove in 2011. I was like, this is it. <laughs> I like, I'm going to live here, you know? Yeah. And shoot, 2012, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I saved all my money and I moved out here. And within like two months, all my money was gone. <laughs> Listen, we've talked about it. Episode four, when we talk about finance, listen. It happened LA to us too. <laughs> that six grand, five grand, they ain't going nowhere. Girl, the, 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 I come in with five grand, okay? Oh, oh, I'm good. I don't take my tax money. I don't my tips. My tips from the Outback Steakhouse. Girl, <laughs> it was gone in two months. Same. Oh, my God. So when you came out here and, you know, after all your money was gone and all of that, and you were like going out to these events and stuff, like how were you like snagging these connects with people? Like, what were you like doing? Were you, or was it events or was it just like intros from people or how um, were you meeting people? I was, so first it was a lot of, um, I would just hear things that were happening. And initially, like I, I really thought I wanted it to be in like music PR. So mm. I was going to all of like the open mic night and stuff and there was like this open mic night I never forget at the the viper room and I was like oh, I'm just gonna go I went by myself I was looking crazy in country I looked like I was from North Carolina 
Um, like just y'all, I didn't know. You got it together though now. Don't worry, you got it together. I had it, but in 2012, I had that 27 piece we uh, we, and I was y'all. It was a struggle. Um, so I saw this young, I saw this girl who worked for. I at the time I didn't know who she was, but I saw she was handling press. You know, she was handling like the interviews and and, and sorting out photographers on site. You know, and just kind of organizing everybody. So I watched her and I was like, hey, like, so at, at the end of the night, I'm like, hey, like, I'm Erica. Um, you know, I saw that you were working quite extensively with the media and, you know, the um, the artists, like, would, would love to get to, to, to learn more about what you do and, like, how I can can help you. Excuse me. And um, Sasha Pisterman. And that was in 2012. And wow. till this day, like, we, we are... We are friends. We still talk. She she covered one of my clients one time when I um, was double booked, um, and you know she at the time she was working at was either ASCAP or what's the other one like BMG BMI no oh, BMI BMI yeah so it's either one of those organizations that she was working with at the time and just me like watching her and seeing how she did things and um you know since then like. I've helped her cover her carpets and she's helped me cover my carpets. Like I'm so like those moments like that, like where you just like you you get a good feel, a good read on people. Yeah. Um so in the very beginning it was like a lot of that. Um, but honestly, how I really, really got into PR and like this is how I know like our steps are really, really ordered. Um, y'all, in 2012, I, I put in a I answered a, a a Craigslist ad for Craigslist, right? Yeah, crazy. Um, for a, a, a internship and um, at first you no, know, at first it was an assistant position and the girl on the phone was from North Carolina y'all wow um, was raised in the same town raised in the same town that my, that my mom was and where all my family is from essentially and um, she's like girl nobody's gonna hire you because you have no experience so she's like you have to intern and y'all like in this girl the girl who told me that she she's She's my best friend today, Caitlin. Wow. She is a uh, um, white girl, country, but so fun and so genuine. And like one of my best friends today, like she's like, okay, I like you. You got to come and you got to intern. And um, she gave me internship on the spot. And then t- I, I rose up assistant junior and that thing. But you know, it's like that, just like those divine moments, those divine connections. Um, but it was like that, that internship, like it gave me the jumpstart that I needed. Um, Definitely. And, and y'all, I was just so hungry. Like I just wanted to learn. I wanted to learn. So anything that they gave me, like I, I did. Oh, draft this, um, you know, bio or draft a release. Um, it was back in the day when people were like calling paparazzi. So I'm like calling paparazzi to, to play in mommy shots at the, at, at the park in Hollywood, you know, like, so anything that they gave me, I did it. And I, and, and I did it with pride, you mm-hmm. know, because I wanted them to come back to me with, with more things to do so that I could build a, you know, a strong footprint. Like, okay, she knows what she's doing. Give her more responsibility, you know? I mean, for them, I think how they really looked at it was no job was little for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's very, like you said, it was divine that you literally were on your hustle and you were looking for opportunity on Craigslist. You found it. And then the person who answered had a connection with being from the same hometown of your family. 
is like you never you never know what the connection is going to be with someone yeah, but you right. just have to approach them and see what what happens completely agree so even um who you met first sasha um how was it or i know you kind of really went into it um asking her you know you, i would love to know more about what you do etc but even if you've pretty much been in the game for a long time when is it the best time to actually reach out to somebody that you just met at an event? I don't think it's fine to reach out to someone like within like the week, you know, nothing wrong with that. You expressing interest, you're showing that you're proactive, that you're hungry, uh, that you are genuine. Um, I think the key is to not be so transactional, you know, um, I had an opportunity and it, it broke my heart. Um, you know, I spoke, I spent time with this young girl over the phone, like, and connected me th to, through another um, uh, uh, black woman in PR, but she's in fashion PR. You probably know her too. I'm gonna sidebar with you later. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it ended up with you, y'all. Um, <laughs> but, but she hit me up and she's like, hey, I want to connect you with this young lady. And I connected with her, but like she just only wanted a job, you know, yeah. and that kind of like broke my heart. It was like, like sis, like this is not what yeah I do it. And then you can't come back to me like, hey, like you know, does is a sin have any positions? It's like, sis, like get to know me first. One, number two, you cannot come back to somebody and say, hey, can you connect me with somebody at this agency? Like red flag number one, like you, you cannot do that. And I was just so like, oh my goodness. But you know, it, it, it took me back to the moment like where you had to pull the young lady to the side and be like, hey, like this is not how you do it, you know? Teach a um, moment. Yeah, but but you'd be surprised. Like a lot of people just don't know, y'all. Like yeah. they just don't know. So follow up. I would say follow up within like the next week, you know, two weeks. I don't forgot about you and the event. <laughs> right that's true I, i'm it's so good that you brought up about that uh the girl just only wanting a job though because i think it's 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 sometimes people forget that like when you work in entertainment it's not like a regular job it's not just a job it you have to be passionate about it because we're so passionate about what we do so right. we can see when you're not being genuine about like i really really want this opportunity because i want to grow i want to learn and i want to help instead of i just want to get a job and get paid and it's like right. that's not who we want to work with because if, if you want to go clock in and clock out somewhere like this is not the place for you if you want to go and you want to take photos with 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 celebs on the red carpet and and be in a whole bunch of videos? Then like you need to go somewhere else because that is not what that's not what I do. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are are just sometimes confused on exactly what publicity is. You know, they don't know that it's a lot of pitching and writing and phone calls. You know, mm -hmm. people only see the red carpet image. They only see the the Good Morning America hit. They don't see the the 800 phone calls that it took to make the hit live. They don't see the 800 emails that I got to send to you know um, to y'all to, to to fashion teams to to pull a Dior look. You know, like they don't see that. You know, yeah. and like that's the like that's the real work. You know, and, and 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 people don't understand. And like, and if you don't understand that on a basic level of you know trying to be transactional and like the hard work and 
understanding that it's, it's not a nine to five, then you don't need to be here. Speaking of that, when you were on your way, kind of coming up in designing your own blueprint, what were some tactics that you actually used for you to connect with people who pretty much were in your position that you're in now? Like, how did you go about doing that? Um, I took a lot of, I took a lot of, um, lunch meetings, coffees, drinks, um, That's crazy. where I was, where I was trying to be at. Um, I was broke as heck. Where mean, are we all? <laughs> and here I am. Yo, I, I have no business at the Soho house. No <laughs> business. Oh my gosh, expensive old Soho house. Yeah. So, so I, this is such a crazy story. Um, so I, I like was, I um, took this publicist out to the Soho house and she kept ordering all this shit. And I'm like, oh my oh, God. I'm like, please don't, no, no, no. All right, all right. I'm going to go ahead and close it out now, you know? But um, so now you can't eat because she ordered all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta go back and like pay my my um ballet eighteen dollars, you know, it's just stuff like it's like oh my god, you know. So um and that was maybe that that was maybe 2014, 2015. But um I will say like those moments, you know, of the coffees, the lunches, the dinners, the um, you know, I really try to approach people with the with a service mindset, a service attitude. Like, how can I be an asset to you? Like, how can I be of service? Like, how can I, like, hey, you need this? Cool, I'm I'm there. Oh, you need me to to walk your client here, or or hey, like you need me to um, you know, write up a release for something? Cool, like take a stab at a first pitch. Cool, I'll do it. You know, um. But it was because like, you know, I, I was just so hungry to like learn more. Like I genuinely wanted to learn more. Like I was hungry. And if anybody was going to give me like the time of day, you know, I was going to like make it like I was going to bring something to the table. You know, I was going to come with a desire and a will to um, to really leave better than than what mm -hmm. I arrived at the table and, 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 and at that meeting. Um, so, yeah, I will say with a lot of those, I didn't do the emails like, hey, can I pick your brain or or like, can I like, no, and then, no, like I, I was like, from what I understood, like just talking to mentors, it's like, do not do that. Like, don't, can I pick your brain? It's like, no, hey, I want to take you to, um, you know, grab a coffee. I would love to learn more about, um, you know, publicity or like, I have a few questions, you know, like you, just be upfront, but like the picking around, picking the brain is it's just, it's so it's a, it's a little broad mm -hmm. and sometimes people are so tired of that phrase i don't think i've ever even said that to one before and wow that's crazy I, no i used to say it like when i was interning like i was like can i pick it and my uh my friend was like do not say that in la like stop it. <laughs> wow so okay well, well we've been going i mean adding to what you just said um just being that person to want to go that extra mile, that extra step to be there for that individual or, you know, to walk this client somewhere or take them somewhere, just take that opportunity. So, which brings us into the next question, how important is opportunity for you? And how important is it to recognize that opportunity by seizing it in that specific, 
specific moment. I think, and I wish I had some like profound quote or something to say, but you know, like, <laughs> like when you get it, like you gotta be ready, like ready with your questions or, or ready, you know, just with being prepared and ready to go and knowing your, your pivots, your moves, um, knowing what you're there for, why, yeah. um, and it's been like five steps ahead at all times. Like, got to be five, five steps ahead of the, the 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 talent or whatever in in the production. But like, you you have to think ahead. So it's like, how can I be prepared? You know, I thought it was the silliest thing that my um, colleague was like, "Hey, like, you got to have your your red carpet kit." You know, I'm like, okay, what's 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 a red carpet kit? You know. So she's like, you need safety pins, you need, you need um double stick tape, you know. Mm-hmm. Sounds and- like a Tia with her uh fanny pack. Yes. Make sure she has yes. it. I always have a fanny pack. Listen, and all like, these necessities. I was like, you mean I gotta have two bags with a carpet? Yeah. And then I didn't pay her any mind, but damn it, that one time on the carpet, I needed, I needed a safety pin, you know, I needed the mini lint roller. You know? I used to carry the lint roller when I worked in PR in New York all you the know? time. Yes. So listen, <laughs> I learned my lesson the hard way. You know, it, it, it you know, it, it takes that but one time, right? That one time. Mm-hmm. that one time to learn it. So just I would say just you know, like when you have an opportunity to, to be prepared, to show up, be ready, um, and and to really like be hungry um because when you make the most of it like more will come like the universe will open up doors for you people will spread the good news of your your, your work your, your spirit your hustle and like will will we'll really really want to work with you yeah. um exactly so i will say like when those come like you got to take hold of it you know um and, and own it like it's 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 it's, it's so um like when I think of just the opportunities that I've had, I'm like, hold up, like what? Like, so, but it's just, just preparation is, is everything. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with all of that. Yeah. And there was a second part to the question, but you know, I, I missed it. Tell me again, please. <laughs> it was just how important is it to recognize that opportunity and seizing the moment? So oh. when it does come around, you know, like, I, I mean, you kind of already answered it because you said, you know, understanding it right then at that moment like literally being prepared for it being five steps ahead so um it's fine you already answered that question yeah I mean I know you said you spoke about how you had asked some of your mentors about um not saying the you know the pick your brain thing but what are some other like really really key things gems and like just elements that your mentors have taught you along with let's just say your top three things that your mentors have taught you or given you gems of along your way in your career because mentors are so important i think people don't really understand how important they are and we want to like get our audience to realize that mentors are key to your success yeah i wish i would have um really paid attention to and listened to that advice early on I think I could have been a lot further along had I um, sought out those mentors and, and asked the questions. Um, and I think a lot of that also had to do with, you know, my pride in the beginning. It's like, uh-uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this by myself, you know? I'm going to get here by myself, you know? And then but it's just like, you're just working harder, not like not smarter, you know? Like, right. I feel like 
you know, align yourself with people who want the best for you, who like want to see more people of color, more black women. Yes. Entertainment and publicity. Like if you don't freaking open up your mouth, you know? And um, I, I, I like, I think like once that clicked for me and it was so much later, like the door started to open up because like people were like, oh, so-and-so's looking for an assistant. So-and-so's looking for a, like a, um, a, a contract, you know, um, publicist or, hey, like, can you do this? Like, so like, I just, I wish I would have opened up my mouth earlier to, to ask for the help, to, to mm. seek out um, those gems, to, to ask the silly questions, to, to um, you know, to, to know like what to wear on my first, you know, red carpet, you know, because... The white women that I work with in my first firm have got that looking crazy. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> crazy. So um, just like looking back, like I I, do, I, I wish I would have um, sought them out earlier. But I, and so being kind, one. Um, hold up. So taking it back, like when I like the the pride, like the. The humility first okay number one like asking for help like when you need help in service like like it's okay to ask like we don't have to do it all we don't have to know it all we don't got to know everybody you know yeah. um so humility one number two to be kind you know um a that's lot a big people, one yeah like to to be kind you know and i, I mean you, you work in entertainment and you work at the crazy pr firm so like you know the spirit of those people. I mean, yep. nasty, nasty. <laughs> like crazy too, because I feel as though for me, that in itself was a big struggle because yeah. it was always like, you know, coming from where we're from, is this like, oh, you can't talk to me like that? Absolutely, yeah. no, I am not putting up with this, and it's it's literally if I, it's it's hard. And then when you speak up and advocate for yourself, you have that attitude. Mm -hmm. So that's a good segue. So with y'all experiencing that within the PR um, lane, how did y'all still find a way to connect with your bosses or your peers um, within these, you know, situations where people weren't so kind to you? How were you able to still connect with people in at work or at events you had to go through with these people who might not have been so kind how did you still forge a way to make it happen because you it's still your job you still have to make it work um i feel like for me i mean i'm all taking over erica's interview but i feel like for me um i feel like for me my tactic was uh knowing in and out like back and front our clients so i knew already what they wanted what they were looking for and majority of them wanted to tap into our culture so mm. it's at the end of the day i'm the only one that have that important information and you cannot move forward and you cannot make this client happy if you don't really have me so i kind of use that for my mm. lenders to pretty much you know still keep in good graces with people um you know, still come to, to the next day, face my smiles on my face and just keeping that positive attitude. Cause at the end of the day, you still need me. Mm, that's, that's good. Got it. At the end of the day, you still need me. <laughs> Period. My mama always just told me like, do not let them see you sweat. Mm. You know, don't, you know, don't, don't let them see 
that they get under your skin or that you're bothered or like, you know, annoyed, you know, be professional, keep your, your same tone of, of seriousness. Um, but you know, and like just being classy. Um, so you may have talked crazy to me on that text thread last night or, um, or in that, in that staff meeting on Thursday morning, Friday morning, I'm a, Hey, Jenna. How yeah. are you? Yes. Jenna, how you doing, girl? It took me a while though for that. I'm not yeah, even gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. It it, it, yeah, and honestly, it it I'm gonna be honest, it, it it took me a while too, but I think I had to start just just shifting this, um, like in, in the the perception and like the the um the framing in my head because it's like, okay, like you know, I am here for a reason. Okay, yeah. I have to learn how to work with these kinds of personalities, you know. Yeah, this is just this is entertainment, and it's really a shame that this is the the business like that. Uh, like people have gotten away with operating like that for so know? long, for, for so long, and no one ever checking them. Like yeah, nothing, you know. Um, so I I really had to like just do some serious reframing, a lot of praying mm. uh, for sure. Um. But y'all, like, I know, like, who who hosts my feature, and yep. I'm protected, and, and I'm covered, and child of God, so I always knew that I was gonna be okay in the end. Like, I, I knew that. Um, and then, at the end of the day, like, you know, I want to open up more doors for other girls who, who look like me. Yeah. You know? Um, and... and so, oh my gosh, that was such a big thing for myself as well. And I mean, we don't need to get into it, but I did speak <laughs> on, um, we don't need to get into it, but I- No, we do. No, but I'm not going to go so deep, but this intern that I try to open up a great door for- Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and it's just like you try to root. You really do. I really do try to root for my people. And it's just like, come on. Oh yeah. I a really long email to her too to say, look, I'm not. I'm pretty sure you're not gonna hear this. This is not gonna be the first and the last time you're gonna hear this. And I like gave it to her, See? not in a disrespectful way, but it's just like. I really am trying to teach you that it is really not that many women in this industry that looks like us. Yeah. And so you really want to be on that A game and you yeah. really want to, again, open doors for other people. As Kamila said, yeah. I am the first, but I am not the last. Exactly. Like this yeah. is an opportunity for you as well, yeah. not just yeah. me. And that yeah. young girl, she messed up a, a true connection that she could have had. You girl, I totally forgot about that, but I, I I just did I totally forgot, but yeah, like what after the interview, I'm like, hey, 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 this girl said she know you. Tell me. Yeah. So so it's just things like that. And you know, I was just you know, you I had I have never seen um a, a black woman at at a fashion PR firm. Like I, I just hadn't so that was like really inspiring to me to see you grow and like land things like land big hits for for these brands that you were working so hard on you know like, like i was really just proud to see you you know i mean goodness i've known I you for what, three years and it's it's, 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 it's been really you know, been a ride because remember you, know, you ain't have a job back <laughs> volunteering at waco i was 
Looking here, open. But, and I, I, but I mean, I, I, I just remember, you know, when we our first meeting was at what that next door lounge. Um, and one thing I saw about you is that sis, you were hungry. Yes. And everybody does not have that mindset. Nope. Like, like, it's, it's either you got it or you or you're not. You is that what made you? Uh, connect to Naisha because you saw like her hunger and you know her drive and everything yes yes awesome. she wasn't waiting around for me to get back to a text message she was hey following up hey what's yep. up girl and that's what I like to see like the hungry the fire the the, the desire and it's rare y'all everybody is not like that and uh I when I was talking to my um uh, my therapist told me yesterday I was just telling her just some things had just going on with work and she's like you know what everybody ain't generals mm -hmm. you know some that's a fact just, some <laughs> people are just soldiers and, and some people just are soldiers and they want to be told what to do and it, like it just clicked for me instantly it was like, okay i got it you know and yeah. and she's a general period well, so are yeah. you. Yeah, we all are. We all I love are. it. I love it. I mean, I just love how hearing you guys talk about the experiences you have um, in the publicity world. I I have some experiences in film and TV too. I don't have enough time to talk about them today. Cool. <laughs> but um, well, I hope when the world opens up, <laughs> we can do a proper lunch, dinner, and drink. Definitely, definitely. I just love how, especially as Black women, no matter how those other women in those fields that are non-black try to treat us we still find a way to connect with them on a certain level just as women and it takes a lot for us to be able to set aside how they may be treating us we still find a way to be like you know what let me try to understand why she may be doing this or why what she may be missing about me as a person or as a culture and that's how you you break down and you really get to figure okay outside of us working together, how else can I connect with this person or figure out something? Because at the end of the day, sometimes when you meet people, they may not automatically just like you, but you gotta find a way to figure out, okay, how can I connect with them in an authentic way? And I think that we all have had to do that at work and in this industry and figure it out. So I think that that's like so important, a skill for women who wanna be in entertainment to I have is like. completely agree and you know, I think what what folks call it like the the gift of gab, or like you'll talk to a rock if you need to. But mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, darn on, darn doggone right, I I will, you know. But is is I think what also kind of bothers me sometimes, Ikea, is that you know that onus is always on us. Why it are is. we the ones that have to find the needle in the haystack, like? Oh, you like the special sandwich at V Cafe too. It's right. Like, then they're like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Now we can have lunch together. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, why is it always on us to find those connections? You know, like I, I wish that we didn't always have to to bear that burden. You know? Yeah, I, it's not we, fair. Yeah, it's, it's it's not. And like we gotta do it so that we can just, you know, walk around and 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 just be okay you know yeah you know I, it's, it's not fair and I'm I'm definitely like on the same page with you but I find some solace in knowing that by me sacrificing and taking the onus on me this time right. I hope that the next black girl that comes to that company mm. doesn't have to do that 
So she's like, if I gotta, you know, just take the, you know, take it for the team, then the next younger girl coming up underneath me won't have to. So, yeah. That's right, sis. I, that, exactly right. I mean, when I left the um, the first firm that I was at, like I had like the next assistant that they hired was another black girl working for a white woman. And she was like, oh my God, like, how did you do this? Like, she is a little off. Like, how did you do this? You know? Um, so I, I try to think about the people coming after me, just, just like you said. Definitely. Okay, so uh, we want to make this also fun because, you know, we love to have fun on this podcast. Definitely. So we're going to ask you some off-topic questions. Let's go. All right, so this is called the Get to Know Her Game. Okay. So the first question, after all the connecting and communicating you do every day, mm-hmm. what is your secret self-care tip? Although we talked about that. <laughs> so it's so funny. I don't know where y'all be doing that self-care stuff. Um, so I will say my favorite self-care um, thing, like when I when I really make time to do it, is to really take a nice bath. Like to sit yeah. down, light a candle. My sister got me like this like tub tray. Like oh, oh. yes, 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 that you set everything on. Yes. Yes. I need that. I didn't, didn't, know, didn't know those existed. Um, so <laughs> I will say I've been taking baths, uh, like like just for, like to sit down and like really relax. Um, and then y'all, I, I love ninety shows. So I have been killing a different world. Yes, um, living single and just stuff like that. That is always a vibe watching the old shows, definitely. But I got I got to take more baths because that little. <laughs> Yeah, no, I need to get, I, I, I get the tray. Yeah, I, I take a bath every Sunday and I do a facial, a, a home at home facial. So I do the mask too. My you know steamer, what? I have a steamer, I have plenty of masks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just dip. I do a whole thing on Sundays. Like that's my day to. And do. that's why Naisha's skin looks so good all the time. Yes, <laughs> I mean yes, I I'll always always. Um, okay, second question. If you can change your profession, what would it be and why? If I would, if I could change my profession, I think I would do um I think I would love to do something like with interior like design. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, like, what would you do? Um, I would be a lawyer. Really? really? When I was younger, I wanted to be a lawyer and I love to debate. All the time with people. Oh my gosh. Okay, so interior designer and lawyer. What about you? I never thought of interior designer. Um, I would be a food critic. Like I would want to travel around the world. Yes. I like travel and I love to eat. So just I can see that. Yeah, that's a perfect combination. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, so so yeah, I would be an interior designer because like I don't like I I love creating comfortable spaces and fun spaces and color palettes and being creative like I don't know wait so this is interesting because remember you everyone doesn't know this but when you had got Yara you were also her stylist 
Oh. Well, I guess I, I wouldn't say I yeah, was a stylist. I was playing two you roles. You were playing a stylist role because I was playing two roles, like me going to Poland at the showrooms, you know, going to um enjoy it. The, the BCBG at Sunset and Well, you were doing good because y'all is always together. Oh, okay. Y'all, <laughs> this was before, like this is 2014. Okay. <laughs> this is many years ago. She was looking cute always. Girl, I, I'm not a stylist, but did I enjoy it? Um it, it was a lot of hard work. Like those those bags are heavy. You pull in Mm -hmm. stuff and I had like a two-door Honda coupe and I'm pulling stuff out the back <laughs> I was like this is too much but I loved it though I I, I love those moments for sure. so fun last question if you could move anywhere in the world and start your life over where would it be girl I, that's a really tough one I think I would definitely leave the United States for sure um I think I would definitely somewhere like Bali, you know, um, Bali, like I, I, I visited a few years ago and it was, it was life-changing. Like I, I always felt, hear that. I felt a sense of peace and just tranquility. Um, and people were, where people were so nice and so kind and so generous. And I think in that moment, what it also taught me is to really, you know, be appreciative of things, you know, like I, 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 I work off deadlines, you know, I'm already in, February dates, you know, so like, I think what Bali taught me was to be in the moment to slow to, to really slow down and be present, you know. Um, and I don't know, like, it, it, it was it was really amazing. So I think I would start over there and build my house on, on the beach somewhere. And yeah, that's a great choice. Eat amazing food and just about a water oh, and interior design your new Bali house <laughs> yes with like beautiful curtains and sheer like like you know like yes I would do it you know I love that what about y'all where would you go I will go back to the homeland I'll go to Jamaica okay either would... Jamaica or Canada Ooh, oh Canada okay I would do either London or um I'm like super fascinated with South Africa because a lot of my friends live there. Uh, but oh, then again, yeah, then again, I kind of like want to see what Tanzania is about too. So oh, one or the other. That's <laughs> my next trip. I was supposed to go to, is it Zanzibar? Yes. I, I'm supposed to go this summer, but then of course everything happened. That was 2021. Like we got to go. 30th was, that was supposed to be my 30th birthday. Oh, yes. To um, uh, Mozambique. Oh, then go into uh, what was it, Nigeria, and then end in Ghana, but yeah. that ain't happening. So next year, y'all. Next year. Next year. This has been really, really good. Hello. Yeah, I think we got a lot, a lot of stuff that we needed. She dropped some gems in there, like y'all. I am very. I'm always like, hold up. You want to talk to me? Like yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so we just want to say, you know, thank you for coming on the podcast. We just love all that you're doing in the industry and how you are making a way for so many other young Black women publicists. And we just really, really see how connections and true authentic relationship building has gotten you to where you are today. And we just hope that all the women listening who are interested in 
PR, entertainment, all of that, that they take, you know, the gem from you and just really, really use that towards their career because look where it has gotten you. So thank you again, Erica, and we're out, y'all. To wrap this episode up, everyone, here are the blueprint steps from today's episode. Step one, have a service attitude. When meeting people, ask how you can help, rather what they can do for you. Step two, take people on lunches, coffees, and dinner dates. I like this. This way, they will be able to get to know you outside of work and connect with them on a personal level. Step three, research who will be in the room before you go to an event. The more you know, the better the conversation will flow. Step four, build professional relationships, meaning be authentic and not transactional. The Blueprint.